This is your wake-up call. The Breakfast Club, the show you love to hate. From the East to the West Coast. DJ Envy. Angela Yee. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show, because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning, and they, they want to hear that Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show. We in the mother... We in the... Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. I'm sure Charlemagne will be here in a second. It's Thursday. Yes, it is. The Grammys are this weekend, and they're in New York for the first time in a long time. And so everybody's in New York. There's like a lot of different events going on. That's right. So many different parties, so many different events. There's a lot going on. Yesterday, we had an event, uh, Wealth Wednesdays at the Juice Bar that we own in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. It was an amazing turnout. We had a great event. We were talking about couples and finances, and they say uh, the divorce rate is very, very high due to Well, the number one reason that people get divorced is because of finances. It's not even adultery. It's nothing like that. It's finances. So we were able to talk about that, that. and and pretty much that's what happened. You know, Gee and I got together when we were broke, 15 and 16, and, you know, when we first started, she was making more money than I was, and then I started making money, and money never really meant anything in our relationship. Like, we didn't care. We've been broke, living in a basement, but, you know, when we made it, it it never made our relationship. Yeah, it's a tool where we enjoy and we have fun with, but... It never made our relationship. Oh, that's because the things, uh, you know, you know, people like to call me cheap. And I'm like, no, I'm not cheap. It's just the things that matter to me mm-hmm. are cheap. Right. You know what I mean? All right. And then in our household, like, you know, the way we do money is we have a big pot. There's no her money or my money. And no, it's a big pot. If she wants to buy something, she goes and she calls me and then she buys it. If I want to buy something, I call her and the same thing. Everything in moderation, though. Yeah, everything, <laughs> all right, all right, all right, come on. That's but it's day. important, same even thing. if you're dating and you're not married, it's important to have those money conversations. And it's hard for people to do it. Yeah. People don't like to tell other people how much money they make. They don't like to tell other people what their credit score is. Yes. They don't like to talk. Sometimes for people... They've had issues. It's embarrassing. Especially when you ain't got those none. issues. Right. right. You ain't right. got none. It's real difficult. But the realest thing that happened yesterday was a young lady came up to me uh, and my wife last night. And um, last year, I spoke to her mother, and she tried to commit suicide. And uh, she was, she was uh, I think, like 13, 14, tried to commit suicide. You know, it was bullying. And I spoke to her. I went to visit her in the hospital. I, I, re- I didn't know the young lady, but her mom told me the story, and I just felt it in my heart. God told me to go see her, and I went to So she came yesterday, and she wrote me the letter. So I just want to read this letter right fast. She goes, Dear Mr. and Mrs. Casey, I was hospitalized in 2015 in Bellevue for a suicide attempt around the holidays. It was such a hard and painful time for me, and I just want to finally say thank you both for coming to visit me. I'm utterly grateful for your support, and always remember the day my mother told me you came to visit me in Bellevue. I want to thank you personally for bringing up bullying on The Breakfast Club. It's a topic that needs to be discussed more. Everyday kids around the world are getting harassed and bullied. The suicide rate is too high, and I was a victim of bullying in my school and online. I felt like no one had my back or stood up for me. Over the years, I've gotten older and my voice has grown. I want to help other kids my age deal with being bullied and let them know that they are not alone. Because of you both and visiting me and really having our conversations, your genuine help, heartfelt support, I am alive to see myself graduate from high school in June. I also aspire to be a makeup artist, a social media star, and a DJ like you, Envy. 
I just thought that was amazing that, you know, sometimes you don't know your conversations can really affect or really help somebody, but sometimes your positive energy out there could really help. And, you know, it, it seems like that we saved that, that young girl's life. So just make sure you, you spread positivity out there. If you ever see anything that looks a little funny or you get a chance to really talk to somebody, a kid, or even an adult, definitely do it because that made me tear last night. Well, drop one of Clues Bombs for that young lady. Yeah, I'm glad that you inspired her to be a DJ and a makeup artist like you, Envy. Well, it's not. No, no, that's not what I heard. I heard you see a that's, social media star, makeup artist, and a DJ. Congratulations. Heard, I didn't know you were a jack of all trades. You like didn't that. hear that. You know, you, you know saved what? the life. I got all of it. I took but it all in. The only thing you took out of it you is. You're a social media DJ, a makeup artist, and a makeup artist. <laughs> that's what I that's heard. That's all you heard. Okay, hey, man. I'm glad I didn't that know was you a, did makeup. That you was do. a nice thing to get from the event. I was at this Make a Wish Foundation event yesterday, and they were talking about the lack of volunteers right now for Make a Wish. So I actually signed up to be a wish granter. That's nice. So I'm just, everybody here should. I'm just, I'm just upset that all of these, you know, past few months I've been coming in here with makeup, you ain't never offered to do mine. This is this is disgusting. You, you do know a know good I mean? job yourself, this is, sir. This is terrible. You are, as they say, beat to the Charlotte. I got my 5220 in my pocket. All okay, right. you want to apply my foundation this morning? I, I'll help you out. I'll okay. help you out. All right. all right, now Fat Joe and Dre from Cool and Dre will be joining us this morning. And we got to talk about Monique giving you guys some ether out there, boy. Hey. Monique, y'all just, God bless Monique, man. <laughs> I wish her nothing but that. I didn't hear about it best. until you told me. Yeah, she threw, she threw some ether at y'all. But. I, I watched her in Sydney last night. Enjoyable, enjoyable little uh, live stream. All right, we'll I talk about it. I was working. We'll talk about all that. All right, <laughs> now, <laughs> we got front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, we are going to talk about uh, Larry Nassar. We've been discussing him, and they actually gave him his prison sentence mm-hmm. for sexual abuse for all those young ladies that he sexually abused over 100 of them. Mm-mm-mm. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get into some front page news. Now, let's talk about this guy that's been sentenced to 175 years in prison. Larry Nassar, he was the sports physician who was treating the Olympic women gymnasts as well as other women. And more than 150 women and girls said in court he sexually abused them over the past two decades. Now, here is the judge sentencing him to that 175 years, Judge Rosemary Aquilina. As much as it was my honor and privilege to hear the sister survivors, it is my honor and privilege to sentence you because, sir, you do not deserve to walk outside of a prison ever again. My page only goes to 100 years. Sir, I'm giving you 175 years which is 2,100 months. I just signed your death warrant. 175 years, 2,100 months. That is the true meaning of time's up. Okay. Yes, and absolutely. I, but why do judges play with you like that? What you mean? Just say forever with a period. Okay, how much time are you getting forever? What well, he made a statement. He said, there's no words that can describe the depth and breadth of how sorry I am for what has occurred. An acceptable apology to all of you is impossible to write and convey. I will carry your words with me for the rest of my days. Man, nobody care what you got to say. Just go die. And you know what's crazy? <laughs> so before the judge for. sentenced him, she actually read a statement from him that he wrote to the court where he defended what he did. Defended? He said, I was a good doctor because my treatments worked. 
And those patients that are now speaking out are the same ones that praised and came back over and over. The media convinced them that everything I did was wrong and bad. They feel I broke their trust. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Well, that's, oh, that's, 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 no, no, no. But that's two different things. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that whole philosophy of uh, separating the art from the artist. Yeah, no. you was a doctor and you did good things to people, but you were a piece of crap. Like, and that, when you weigh, the sin, when you weigh them on the scale, the evil outweighs the good. No, I, I fixed your leg, but my put my finger in your butt. No, exactly. No, that's like, that's, exactly. You don't get clear enough. But that's, that's what, okay. but that's what I'm saying. Like no. you weigh you weigh things on a scale. Like that don't outweigh the bad that you did. Like stop it. Initially, they expected 88 women to speak out, victims to speak in court, but that number turned to 156 oh victims goodness. who came to court and spoke out and were very brave to tell their stories of what he did to them. And in the wake of all this, the president of Michigan State has resigned. Lou Anna Simon has yeah. resigned. Yeah, you can heal a broke leg. Thank you, but you're still an abuser. Yeah, absolutely. Like, knock it off. All right. I, I guess uh, we'll talk about Trump later. Okay. All right. That's front page news. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night or bad morning and you want to spread, you know, just, just get things off your chest. Or if you want to spread some positivity, you can do that as well. Tell us why you're blessed. 800-585-1051. Call us up right now. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Hello, who's this? Yo, what up, DJ MV? What's up, man? Get it off your chest. I just want to say I'm blessed, man. I'm happy I woke up this morning. Oh, wait, I got to say what's up. Charlemagne, what up, man? Peace, my brother. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Angelique. Hey, what's up? Man, I just got to say, you guys are the best. I'm blessed I woke up this morning. My daughter, she turned seven months this, this week. Okay, and, okay. Uh, I just got to say, yo, DJ Envy. Yes, sir. You know, you, with Charlemagne making fun of you with Team Light Skin, you, you're starting a movement. Oh, first of all, I'm not light skin, sir. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> okay. Right, I'm DJ Envy. DJ oh, Envy. all right. But you're starting a movement because it's like, now it's like when I'm talking to my friends, I'm like, yo, get your DJ Envy behind out of here. Oh, you think so that's funny? Like, oh, so, so Envy's like an adjective for waffle color now. I like that. I like that. <laughs> but no, that's what I'm saying. That's 2017. It was like, that's how you describe light-skinned people. DJ got Andy? you. You yeah, Envy on. Thank you. Got, you. you. All right. You got you. Goodbye. I, Have a good one. I, I can oh see why gosh. he say that. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hey, this Bill's from Detroit. What's up, brother? What's up, though? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, I'm kind of pissed off, man, because uh, Kaepernick, uh, you know, we still watching the NFL and the playoffs and all this shit. See, all these likes for watching that. But Kaepernick, he literally stood up for us getting killed. Like, nobody else is really standing up for us, and we can't even stand behind him. And people, like, still watching football and making jokes about it. Like, right. and then we complain about how we can't get any uh any leaders to stand up for us. But when they do stand up for us, we're not standing behind them. Here's the thing with my guy Kaepernick, man. Kaepernick is still out there doing the work. Right now, he's doing his million-dollar pledge. Remember, he pledged to give a million dollars to various uh, charities and organizations. Uh -huh. He's done that. He's at like a 940000 and for the past 10 days, he's been, uh, you know, spending the last $10,000 and different celebrities have been matching him. Yes. So in the past 10 days, he's raised, he's, he's given like over $100,000. That's right. And still I got mean, like I, another I hundred to go. That, but it's, it's, it's about us, the people standing behind him because he's standing for us. Like, yeah, he can do good. And I understand that. And that's why he's such a good person. But for us as a people not to stand and support him, it's kind of like hypocritical how we get mad at everybody else for not standing up or not saying nothing. And when we not even standing up or, or, or showing unity, all we got to do is cut the TV off on Sunday 
can't even do that. Boy, we want to complain about how H and M, you know, show, calling us monkeys. Like we not supporting ourselves. I mean, so I how we gonna get mad when a white man do what we do? Do what they do to us? Like you know what I'm saying? It don't make sense to me. Okay. Now you're absolutely right, man. But that Patriots game was good last Sunday. I ain't even gonna lie. That, pa- that Patriots song. Uh, who they played? The Jaguars. The that Jaguars. Game was good, they came man. back and they buzzed ass. Come on now. The Super Bowl, Philadelphia, and the Patriots gonna be lit. Now I get everything you're saying, okay? But I can still stand with Cap and support my Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> this All guy right. here. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up. Or if you feel blessed, call us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Queen God, DJ Envy, this friend from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, checking in with you. What's, What's up, up my brother? Get it off your chest, I like man. your energy. I need you to be specific when you say queen. You're talking about ye, you, you ass. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> Good morning. It, uh, y'all, I, need, I need y'all to give me 60 seconds real quick. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I got a little shade towards the breakfast club this morning. Just a little bit towards y'all. Wow, wow. Yes, what's sir? up? Uh, because I've been calling all week, and I understand y'all busy. Y'all got listeners, a lot of listeners. But uh, Trav seems to get through twice this week, and it's my first time getting through. Trav, come, Trav, 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 come, Trav comes on the back line, sir. Oh, stop it. Okay, so here I go. Give me 60 seconds. I got a few things to touch on. Okay. Uh, first, uh, shout out to Revolt one time. Uh, damn it, because uh, Revolt TV, uh, y'all are beautiful. I love to see y'all uh, up close and personal. Uh, second thing I want to say, uh, the young Latino sister that we had up there, in my opinion, she don't look that hot. Next thing I want to touch on, no. Mother Love. Mother Love needs to be thankful for the half a ticket that they're trying to give her because at this stage of the game in her career, she don't deserve that. So she needs to shut the F up forever. And my last thing I want to say, Uncle Charlotte. Yes, sir. Not trying to put you on, not trying to put you on blast, brother. But you used to be an up-and-coming player back in your heyday. Uh, Jersey hung up, retired, and everything. But how many um body, how many bodies do you have underneath your belt, brother? Confirm. Oh, he don't know. Your belt, my brother. Why do oh you yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I really, I really don't know how many bodies I got. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, that's the truth. I don't have a, I don't think I have a lot though. Maybe, maybe in the hundreds. But why does he want to know unless he flirted with you? He's just asking. Okay. But first of all, uh, how many do you have, sir? But he's, he's I, I would like to say uh, Amara Lenegra is not a t- bad-looking chick. She's beautiful. So yeah, I don't know why he would say that. And I'm not gonna sit here and say what Monique deserves. All I want to do is put the actual analytics out there and let her know this is why she didn't get what she think she should have gotten. Right, they we'll already talk about have a later. comedy special with her on Netflix that nobody watched. Wow. We'll I mean, it is later. what it is. All right, now, Monique gonna jump on your ass now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she... <laughs> All right. Yeah, All she... right. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yo, this iPhone 10 was good. iPhone. What's up, iPhone? Get it off your chest, bro. Yo, nah, I don't got nothing to get off my chest. Yo, um, like like that girl said, like, you never know what you do when somebody can touch you, you know what I mean? Like, in a positive way. You feel me? So, my man Charlemagne said that he went to the fight, and after that, he went to to go have some oxtails and rice at like two in the morning. Yes, sir. But what he said, well, what he said though, he said he did an hour of cardio just to burn that. Shit off. I've been back in the gym four days straight right now. I eat oxtails and rice every day, and I'll never do no hour cardio. Hey, that's your fault. So, you don't look like me either. I, listen, I know, I know, but what I'm saying though, bro, is I appreciate you for putting me back on, you know, back on my, uh, back on my grind. Oh yes, you know, sir. Yeah, he was giving you pride. I'm sorry, I'm yeah, so I'm always defensive. So you know why? Because in my head, I think people are always coming for me. So I'm, 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 nah, all, I'm man, sorry. Man, I apologize. Listen, look, one more thing. One more thing. Listen, on the on the on the on the rewind, y'all gotta play that jelly roll, titty roll skit 
when that girl called and said, I got a role, and that was like, that's a role. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yo, please play that. All please right, we'll see if we get that hey, old you, for you. I'll put that fat shaming skip back up. You've been riding up. with us for a long time. Yeah, that's right. And, I, hey, I want to salute uh, Showtime, too, because my iPhone 7 reminded me. I was uh, hosting the boxing up front yesterday for Showtime Boxing. We was at uh, Cipriani's, and it was really dope because they had, like, all the top boxers in the world. Danny Garcia, Deontay Wilder, Keith Thurman, uh, Earl Spence, they all were there. It was like the Avengers of boxing. Dope. And um, they just announced all the fights for 2018, and I hosted that. So salute to Showtime. Salute to Showtime Boxing, man, for that. All right. Well, that's uh, Get It Off Your Chest. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we are going to talk about Nelly. There are two more women who are accusing him of sexual assault. Oh, Lord. So we'll give you those details. Also, we'll tell you some great news for Tiffany Haddish. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, a woman is now suing Russell Simmons for $5 million for allegedly sexually assaulting her. She says that he propositioned her for sex back in 2016 at his house. She refused. She said he then became aggressive, pushed her onto his bed, and as she fought back, he knocked her off the bed, hit her in the head, and pounced on her. She said she was in shock and fear as he proceeded to rape her, and she met him back in 2006. They were friends, sharing a passion for meditation, yoga, and a vegan diet. I thought you have to press criminal charges before you press, you can do a civil suit. Well, uh, sue somebody. No, that's not necessarily. You know? Yeah. No, you can, I don't know. You can civilly sue anybody. Oh. All right, so now there's more than a dozen women who have accused Russell Simmons of various forms of sexual misconduct. Would you, if somebody did that to you, would you rather, would you go for the criminal or the, 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 the suing first? If he, if, if somebody Might sexually raped you. Yeah. Raped me? Yeah, that's what she's saying. If it's raped, he gotta, she or he gotta go to jail. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I wonder why she's not pressing criminal charges. Mm-hmm. I don't know that she's not, though. Mm. We know that she's suing for that, but we don't know that she's not gonna press criminal charges. Okay. So this is just what we know. She wants $5 million. She might be doing both at the same time. Mm. All right, in the meantime, two more women have accused Nelly of sexual assault in Jesus a lawsuit. Christ. That was filed by Monique Green, who was the college student that says, uh, who says that Nelly raped her on his tour bus after a concert. Now, these allegations are also included in an amended complaint that was filed on Monday by Monique Green's attorney. She's seeking damages for defamation and emotional trauma. She's also requested an injunction against Nelly and his penis that prohibits him from sexually what? assaulting Whoa. female fans in the future. Why Nelly and his penis? I guess his penis is also involved with these <laughs> Does Nelly's penis have a mind of its own? My goodness. Now, the first woman, that Jane Doe One, is a married mother and a U.S. Mm-hmm. military member. She says that Nelly assaulted her after a concert in June 2016 in the U.K. The second Jane Doe says that he allegedly invited her to his room where he dropped his trousers, started masturbating, and tried to remove her top and told her, you want this D, don't you? And so wow. these are new complaints that have been filed against him. Oof, it's a lot going on right now. So they named Nelly's penis and, and Nelly. I'm confused you, with that. I knew you were going back to Nelly's penis. I'm confused that. You I'm see confused me, hold on. Did everybody in the room see me looking exact right at DJ Envy? I said, Envy's about to go back to Nelly's penis. Because I didn't know, I, I didn't, I never heard I was, that I'm before. Looking, I, I said, I said, Have you ever heard that before? No. It, it, that's crazy. Well, you know what? I I, I, just, I don't know. I'm it's confused. A lot of things we probably yeah, never right. heard before that are happening now. When it's things that I don't understand, I'm just going to say I don't know. I now, don't, congrats yeah, don't know to either. Tiffany Haddish. She just signed a first look deal with HBO. Drop one of the clues bombs for Tiff. 
They'll be developing new projects. Shout out to Tiffany Addish. So congratulations. It's a two-year contract for her. And she also just was on Drunk History, where she told a story. Basically, the premise of the show is on Comedy Central. You get the guests drunk, and they narrate actual historical events. Here is Tiffany Haddish uh, talking about Rose Vallon. I'm Tiffany Haddish, and today we're going to talk about Rose Vallon. She ready. <laughs> so it's France. October 1940. Rose Valens, assistant curator at the Jeune de Pomme Museum. She's like, you know what I know? Art. Then all of a sudden, there, boom, Nazis everywhere. They took over the museum, like, this our spot. This where we gonna be at. Ah. Right? She's like, oh, shoot, it's Germans everywhere. It's <laughs> drop one of Clues Ball for Tiffany Haddish. Is there a better storyteller in the game right now than Tiffany Haddish? So make sure you guys check that out if you get a chance. And I'm, I'm, gl I'm glad she got her deal with HBO. She got her She Ready production company popping. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Fat Joe and Dre from Cool and Dre will be joining us. Of course, they got the new record out right now called Pick It Up, and we'll kick it with them when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. Yes, sir. Fat Joe. And Dre, cool and That's right. Joey cracking here with the wee thugging fur on. He about to jump in a pool. We call this modern nostalgia, baby. Modern nostalgia, man. We bring it back, baby. We bring it back. Does Peter bother you when you wear the big fur and stuff like that? I'm waiting for them to throw some. No. I be that's TMZ all day, right? Absolutely. You be talking about me for a month, Dan. They splash fat Joe, man. Crazy. Because that is assault, so you can defend yourself. No. Yes, you can. That's a soul. No, he's not going to knock somebody I'm not going to fight Joe, Peter. Yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. That's crazy. Nah, it would be like a real collector's item. <laughs> we would have to like <laughs> put that shit up somewhere, like at a Hall of Fame or something. Word. You know, yeah. just throw the jacket up. I had the opportunity to watch you and She's Gotta Have It on the Netflix special. See, you get your Great job. On. Man, you know I took it so serious. Shout out to Spike Lee for saving my life. And um, <laughs> nah, for save my life because rappers get shot and they end up broke. So I'm wow. trying to become an actor or something. And, <laughs> actor, and, and so. to, you know, I just finished the Kevin Hart movie. Me, nice Kevin school. Hart, and, and uh, Tiffany Haddish, man. So Spike Lee saved my life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I locked myself up in a hotel, little hotel in Manhattan, nothing fancy, and just kept practicing my parts. I turned my phone off. I ain't have nobody with me. I took it very, very serious, man, and, and she's got to have it. We got a second season. Rumor has it when he win, when he win for Benstein coming back next year. <laughs> he coming back. Did you take acting classes, or that was just something that's always been in you? Nah, it's always, you know, that's slightly a pause. I don't know if we use pause no more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a cool thing to say. But damn, he don't use pause, so why should you? Oh, well, damn, man. That's another conversation. <laughs> you saw the Drink Champs episode. Jeez. <laughs> man. Diddy said he just can't play the game right, so he doesn't play. He, he don't even play, it. right? Like, Playboy, Playboy, can we do the bracket? Can we do your birthday, Playboy? <laughs> man. <laughs> he ain't say Playboy, he said Daddy. He said, yeah, he said Daddy. Daddy, can we do your birthday, Daddy? He just said he ain't good at. He's he not good at the game. Yeah, yeah. He ain't playing that game. But it, and she's got to have it in your role. You know, you pay for this woman to get her butt done. 
right? It was huge, and then she fell on stage, and her butt exploded. Now, how do you feel about, in real life, all of these butt injections, butt implants? Me, personally, I ain't got a problem with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If if person want to do whatever they want to do with their own body, you know what I'm saying? Then that's dumb, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's helped quite a few young ladies out, mm-hmm. man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they <laughs> slim, beautiful, and they wanted that booty. They got that booty. Or they Whatever they want, man, that's... Ain't got nothing to do with me. You know what I'm saying? I, You know, I ain't got no... It's cool. Do you, right? And your, in your new you. video, we see a lot of it, though. We, yeah. we see a lot of... Yeah, uh, Envy. Envy. Yeah. Here we I go. spoke nice to Envy. Segue. He said, man, so you know, his wife loved me, man. You know, yeah. I'm a family man, wife, <laughs> kids. She turned on that video. That boy was like, yo, I don't know what Joe doing in this video. <laughs> yo, I said, Joe how, Buggin'. He, uh, Joe Buggin', man. We need to turn this off, baby. <laughs> how, how could he do though. this? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm entertaining. It's a strip yeah, yeah. club record. Past strip club record. Now nah, we entertaining, yo, man. Is your wife there on set while you guys filmed the video? Man, this like, was so scary, going... man. This is the first video I was scared to show her. I showed it to her like a week ago. We ain't talked since. <laughs> Are you serious? Very serious. Why? What's going on? You didn't tell her what it was beforehand? Man, she knew what it was, but you know, it is what it is, man. This is listen, let me tell you something. I'm a great man. I'm I'm an outstanding citizen, if you ask me. You know, I provide for a lot of people. And Fat Joe the Gangster, he's not gonna never um compromise how he makes his music. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm older now, whether I'm young, wh- whatever the case may be, I'm going to keep making gangster music till I die. That's just my point. So we we said, Dre said, yo, we're going to make a strip club anthem, and we made a strip club anthem. We went out there to Vegas. We got with Floyd Mayweather's crew, and we shot. It was an amazing video, if you ask me. You know what I'm saying? Why well, well, ambitious as a writer, Dre? Yes. Because that's, that that's not, why ambitious is a writer? Because that's I mean, not technically a script club record. You no, I mean, I was at the crib watching that um, Tupac movie, and that's like a great movie to watch at the house. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're chilling. And the at the house. Is, he said yeah. at the house. It wasn't good in theaters, no, but no, at the I house. Mean, it's good. <laughs> you know, it's, it's and ain't a theater to catch. Yeah, nah, you're at the crib. You're doing what you do. And um, the scene came on when Daz was playing the beat, but it was mm-hmm. fast. And he was like, yo, slow that down. And when he slowed it down, I was just watching, I was like, man, it's crazy. And out of nowhere, like in my head, I was just, how the big it up? Ran to the studio immediately <clears throat> and and cut it, called Joe <clears throat> the next day. I was like, yo, we got one. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, so excited was doing this thing and we was getting such great feedback from it. Joe was like, we got to do it again. First of all, I had to force him to be on So Excited. So, <laughs> you know, if people don't know for, for America <clears throat> watching on Revolt, Dre's behind the scenes of many of my hits. And many of Khaled's hits, mm-hmm. many of everybody's hits. So Dre been penning up them hooks forever. So I'm so excited. You know, I had to force him, you know, because Dre, he cool. He comfortable. He in Miami. He chilling. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, Dre, B, I'm going to leave you on the song. He's like, nah, Joe, just mm-hmm. put somebody else on there. And I was like, nah, we're going to do it. And then, um, so we had a version with Dre, and I don't want to say who else. We had, we, had, we had another big, big, big boy. Two different versions. Two different versions. I'm going to say something that sounds crazy, but, you know, it never, ever happens. And I don't never use this card, but I heard Big Pun tell me, yo, stick with the team. So I said, oh, that's it. I was like, I was like, yo, Pun told me to stick with the team. I put Dre on there, it went top five. Do you, get those, do you get those, I guess, revelations from Pun? I never get them. Really? I never get them. You know what I'm saying? So when, when, when I do get them. I listen. How'd you know it was pun, though? Like, what? I knew it was pun, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we had this same problem before. When, when I did Don Cartagena, pun was on the hook, not Puff Daddy. 
And that was when Puff Daddy, anything he say, take that, take that, was going platinum. Right. So I went and got Puff on the hook. And I remember I had a, a not an argument, but Puff was like, yo, stick with the team, B. Stick with the team. We don't need Puff Daddy right now. And I was like, nah, it's Puff Daddy. I got to win. Mm-hmm. Right? So now nowadays, it was the same similar situation. And it came right back. The voice came back to me where it was like, yo, stick with the team, B. Stick with the team. Yeah, we was going back and forth. And, you know, I kept telling Joe, nah, I'm good, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? And then he called me, he's like, yo, pun told me, keep it around. I said, Joe, stop. And he's like, nah, real talk. And I was like, you know what? I can't say no You can't that. say no to that. Yeah, right. That's right. like somebody yeah. handing you a Jesus pamphlet yeah. in the streets. You're not going to throw it exactly. in the trash. You're going to put it in your pocket. You might yeah. even read it. Exactly. So I'll just, you know, embrace the blessing. And yeah. since that, you know, we've been inspired. You know what I'm saying? And the people, the love we've been getting back from the people has been so amazing. All right, we got more with Fat Joe and Dre from Cool and Dre coming up. So keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God, we are The Breakfast Club. Now we got more with Fat Joe and Dre from Cool and Dre. Charlamagne? You know, Dre, you, you Cool and Dre, y'all don't, y'all don't speak much throughout the years. Does that help yeah. to hurt? I mean, you know, it's a good thing and a bad thing. You don't really wear your face out, meaning like, you know, some people <laughs> think I'm brand new and I love it. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, you're right. Like, you, you know, we don't really, um, I don't want to say claim our legacy, but we're not out here promoting it loud. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, just what me and Joe been doing lately, people been digging it up. Like, oh, man, they did Hate It or Love It. They did New York, New York. They did Rodeo. Like, so it's, I think it's going to be different now because we putting music out and me doing something like a breakfast club. I could, you know, shine a spotlight on, you know, all Shout out legacy. to my brother Cool, too, because yeah, he's the one good. who really don't talk. Yeah? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, well, give, some, give the, these kids your resume a little bit, man. Let them I know mean, what some of your you know, biggest records. They, I mean, New York, New York was our first hit. You know what I'm saying? It was ja Rule. for us. Ja Rule, Fat Joe. 50 Never Hate Jay You for that? Kiss. Nah, because Hated or Love It came out four months later, which uh. was, you know, was strange times. That's why it's family ties. Like, we keep it 100. <laughs> right, right. You know, me and Cool wasn't, like, making beats in Miami, just emailing it off. We was in the streets wearing Terror Squad chains. So, like, both those records that came out at the same time was, like, it was crazy. And you remember the time, 2003, 2004. How did that happen? It was like, really fist fights. It was really yeah. people getting shot. But you didn't like, like, that, was nervous You didn't want to take that record back, you though? Because, you know, it, it, at the time, Fat Joe was in the midst of the beef. It, it was already done. Like, we heard Hated or Love It for the first time on the radio. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, we knew we gave him the beat. But, um... It's a hell of a record. Crazy nah, record. Just, you know, number one, our first number one. Oh. You know what I mean? So that kind of, like, put me... Fat cool. Joe back then was a different mentality oh, yeah. of Fat Joe now. You know? nah, Did you have real. to call him? Did you have to call him, Dre? Like, yo, Joe, listen. Beforehand? Nah, I just put it to you this way. We keeping it real. Listen. I know Joe it, called you. Oh, man. Let's hear it, Dre. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. When Joe calls you is a good thing. When Joe doesn't call you is when you stressed out. <laughs> and let's just say both those records coming out at the same time definitely put a strain just on everything. And it's just, it is what it is. But, you know. He didn't call you. Nah, yeah. we ain't we ain't talked for a good, <laughs> a Did good you call nine him? months. You know what I'm saying? But nah, of course we got back together. I mean, that's what, that's what a real relationship or a family mm-hmm. is. Yeah. To be able to go through <laughs> anything and come on the other side. But you know. You have to reach out to him. What's your recollection of how it happened? You have to reach out to him and say, yes. hey, let's squash yes. it. time was yes. bad for all of us, man, because, uh, you know, I'm from the streets, man. And um, I warred with some of the biggest warlords and, and, and drug icons you ever heard of in your life. So I was in a, in a, in a very tough predicament because I had beef with this guy who was dissing me in this music and interviews, and I couldn't really get him. 
you know, I'm, I'm just brought up with so much violence. That's the only answer to everything. And then when it got sticky with, with my brothers because, you know, they was trying to throw all kind of bread at my team and Khaled, too, everybody. You know what I mean? And it put a strain on me and Khaled, too, because, you know, they was trying to give them tons of money to produce stuff for them. And then, you know, it was, it was just a bad time for me. And I, and, and I was so stubborn and so warlordish that, you know what I mean? It, 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 it got me mad with everybody. You know, it was a serious time, man. We was playing for keeps. I always wonder about that, though, because you said, you know, you put a screen on you and Khaled relationship, but then later on, 50 even got at Khaled when he was recording mm-hmm. his mom and everything. So the Khaled ever come to you like, yo, you right. You was right, Joe. We're warlords, man. Mm-hmm. We lie to ourselves every day and tell us we got beef. The reason why <laughs> Fat Joe been in the game 20 years, the reason why DJ Khaled works like a slave every day is I put a mindset in the DNA of Terror Squad, of Remy, of like, we got beef with the planet Earth. Anybody stepping our way, we rolling over them. That's it. That's the mind state of Terror Squad. It's like, we just war ready. We warlords. So, you know, so Khaled come back to me with the, yo, here's the Fat Joe playbook, bro. This is what it is. You told me we knocking cats out. Anybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. You know, I mean, that's like, I don't think they'll ever, no matter how much love, team love, or fan love Cali got, I don't think they can actually repair that. You know what I mean? I mean, 50, no, you know, I'm cool with 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Extremely cool with 50 Cent. And the past is the past. Totally the past. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, you know, he, he played with his moms. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't I don't know how I could squash that. I'm trying right. to squash every beef with 50 Cent. Right. What first, about Ja Rule right now? First order of business was me trying to squash Ja Rule and 50. He that was like, oh, happen. that's not going to happen. That's yeah. never happening. That's that's never happen. Pick another beef, Joe. Just over the, just <laughs> he was over the weekend. Peaceful it, it he was feeling peaceful, wow. too. He was like, nah, 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 nah. But it got too extreme. Right. I mean, they, they, as Ja said, they shot him, they stabbed him, they fought. Like, it's too extreme. You can't, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we hold grudges yeah. too. Like, you know what I mean? The good thing with us is it wasn't no real physical beef. Right. You know what I mean? It was verbal and we got over that. But Dre, what made y'all embrace Fat Joe so much in in Miami back in the day? Brother from New York coming down, staking claim. I think, you know, one thing Joe's always done is wherever he goes, he always, you know, sticks his flag in the ground and shows massive love. So if it's finger licking he popping up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i'm here i'm supporting the local businesses and mm-hmm. and whoever's doing their thing so we love me i fell in love with them you know what i'm saying so i fell in love with cool and dre i fell in love with Khaled. that's that's one of the main reasons i moved to miami you know we, we had so much unity over here in new york things was like going bad everybody beefing with each other you know um i always say this but i i, I mean the Everything was Fat Joe beef. Everybody had beef. But one day, I was in my crib in Jersey, and I heard the radio. And I heard Cameron disrespected Nas in a, in a way that I was like, I am done. Mm-hmm. Like, I am done with this New York scene. Mm-hmm. I got to get out of here. I can't believe what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and they embraced me, and we went down there, and we started all that with the Rick Ross, with the Lil Wayne, with the Pitbull, with... Cool and Dre, Khaled, like we was like I never seen nothing like that. Like we was in different studios, like running in Wayne's session, and Wayne was like, "Crack, I, I, I think you do it like that. It's dope." And I go back up in there and mess with Lil Wayne, and then Ross was in there. Like it's, it was just crazy, man. It was, it was, it was 
a real unified movement, you know what I'm saying, going on out there. That's interesting that the, the, the discussion you had from New York at the time made you go down south. Like, I never heard anybody. Oh, I think I thought people were going down there for the weather. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, you do, and it's a, it's a beautiful place. But I'm just talking about, I love New York City. This is my city. What I'm saying was the temperature and hip-hop artists, everybody dissing each other. Everybody was going at each other. Everybody... It was like no, it was not unity when I came. You got to understand, man. I've been doing this since Flojo digging in the crate. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go back to that time, Fat Joe was in everybody's video. Tribe Called Quest, uh, Black Sheep, this one. When it goes engine, engine, nut, you know, I'm one yeah, of them dudes yeah, jumping yeah. up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in Daz Effects video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in there like, we all was love. Everybody was like, yo, mm-hmm. everybody. And then to get it to a black cloud where it was like, Everybody's warm with everybody. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, this is whack, man. Like, mm-hmm. to me, Nas is a, a rap god. I I think the same with Cameron, too. You know, it was just terrible, man. You so it's fine that rap is a competitive sport, but it just can't get disrespectful as far as disrespecting the legends. No, man. That boy was talking about he's smacking koofies off. Oh, and that. Yeah. I was, I'll never forget that in my life. I was like, yo, this, this, can't, this can't be it. In this new song, you say, f*** Trump. That's right. Yeah. Now, what made you do the skit with Tiffany Haddish? For everybody that didn't hear it, let's play it first. This is a Channel 6 special report. Hurricane Maria has caused quite the devastation in Puerto Rico. Over 75% of Puerto Ricans are without power, and there still is a large shortage of water. They need water, and they need power, and we need your help. Donald Trump don't like brown and black people. You know, I'm Puerto Rican, you know what I'm saying? I'm from the Bronx. I was born in the Bronx, but my roots is Puerto Rican. Um, and it just hurt me to see how they treated uh, Puerto Rico like a third-world country mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how Trump, people was out there, they ain't have no, They still, people don't have power. They're just getting power back. And water. So you talking about, we talking about giving $20 billion to build a wall, and they talking about it's impossible to give power to Puerto Rico. So we know that's not true, right? He went over there. He was he was throwing paper towels at my people like they cockroaches or something, and that, that was it. it was just warlord, you know what I mean? And and we the voice of the people, of the voiceless. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop started with Grandmaster Flash and Melly Mel and all them guys making records like the message. We got to talk for the for the kids that's really getting harassed by these police mm-hmm. out there, and they can't scream loud enough. We got to talk about these issues, and and, and the, you know Trump, man. This is must-see TV, man. You know, he this Africa, he this Haitian. Haitian. Shout out to all the Haitians in Miami. I mean, it's so disrespectful. This is the times we read about before we was alive, you mm-hmm. know, the Martin Luther King days and all that. And it's weird because you got the jacket, the guy, um, Colin, Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick there, but you damn right. Damn right. That's uh-huh. the new American hero. All right, now let's get into a Fat Joe and Dre mini mix. Let's play that new song as well. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We have Joey Crack and Dre from Cool and Dre in the building. Charlamagne? How frustrating has the situation in Puerto Rico been for you, though? Well, for me, I'm not going to act like, you know what I mean? I live in Puerto Rico. I live in I live in Miami, but it hurt me to see my people. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I'm sitting on the couch. You know what I'm saying? And what's crazy is my wife, she's a slight hater. So, you know, I'm always... <laughs> nah, I'm telling you, I'm always giving... Like, I always try to do and give back charity to the people. And she be like, yo, B, you doing a little bit too much. She want to know where it's going. So, yeah, 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 yeah. She want to know where it's going. So I'm sitting on the couch and we watching all this. And she said, yo, you better go all out for your people, boy. And I was like, she was like, nah. 
go hard. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, all right, that's all I need. Her to throw the battery in the back. And I was like, yo, let's get it done. I believe this uh this this relief effort we did for Puerto Rico really, really laid down a blueprint and let us know that we could take power if we combine together, we could take power into our own hands and come through something, God forbid, happens to somewhere else um, that we connected to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That we, we show up. We do the same thing. Let's go. Like like what y'all did. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all change got in my change. pocket. Yeah. 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 Y'all got in my pocket. I remember <laughs> I appreciate I was in, that, too. I Thank you. Vegas. I got a phone call. Joe, how much you donate? <laughs> <laughs> we send water and cans of food to Puerto Rico. <laughs> put Dre, put Dre on the list for next year. Oh, so yeah. we make sure oh, we man. <laughs> oh, by the way, we are gearing up for this year, too, yeah. by the way. Is it worth putting out albums nowadays? Or is the single game better? Yeah, you know, we... We put out the single game is way better, but um, but we put out a body of work every time. You know this we not. I think about the future. I think about thirty years from now. I think about forty years from now when people come back and they look at a body of work. And right about now, if I go on this run that I'm about to go on right now, Fat Joe, one of the greatest of all time, hands down. You can't even talk about this. When people talk about the greatest of all time, it's other factors that go into it. Like they don't just mention Jay's lyrics. I think it's the same for you. Like, it's, you look at all the people you put on. That's real. Yeah, we did everything from street basketball. You know, my record as a coach is 99-1 and one at the Rucker out there. Who's the one? Who was it? Was the one game you lost? We, we beat them the next year. Don't worry about <laughs> them guys. We don't even know. Them. <laughs> we don't see them guys. And they jerked us, if you ask me. Yeah. I would have loved uh-huh. to see and This is going back. I would have loved to see that game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would have loved to see The Rockefeller I'd have loved to see it, too. Oh, I mean, we were stacked up, too. I mean, I mean you, know, you know, I had AI chilling in the hotel. Mm-hmm. I had Mike Bibby. This one, they was in the Olympic. Man, I had so many guys waiting. So I had two tiers. So as soon as the first quarter was going to go through and it was almost done, we was going to walk in that park with AI and all of them. And we already had Marbury, whoever you name, mm-hmm. Carmelo, right. Zach right. Randolph, right. whoever you name. We, I started five was all, all-stars, but I had another five all-stars waiting down at the plaza on 57th Street that I was just going to be like, oh! <laughs> Park was going to go crazy after the but first quarter. But they said Jay quarter. had LeBron. Yeah, he, did. he did. And Shaq. He said Shaq. And Shaq. Shaq was really the problem. We know <laughs> We know LeBron is... Damn, Joseph, if you just stepped on that court, I'd have broke your leg. You would have yeah. ever played again. Why you tell Shaq that? That was Shaq, man. Like That was like almost a guaranteed <laughs> win. Like he said, no, he said, if you just stepped on that court... I would have broke your leg. When'd you, you say that? Mad. When'd you tell him that? Well, I had to tell him that, man, because, you know, it was like Shaq, he hurt my feelings, man. Stay out of this, Shaq. Can't Stay nobody be Shaq. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, not yeah, even yeah. fair, yeah, man. That's not fair. That whole situation is interesting because everybody always talks about how you and Jay have beef, but y'all couldn't have had that much beef if y'all was going to play a game against each other. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it was more of a, I don't even know, man. That's not even... That's not even relevant, man. You know what I'm saying? We try to put a game out there for the people. Shout out uh, Greg Maris. Rest in peace, man. Everybody mm-hmm. up there at the EBC, man. They do so much to keep the, the kids out the streets, man. And summertime, you know, people killing each other. They banging on wax. Right. Banging on street in the cold is zero degrees, man. The temperature in New York is bad. So when you got them out there in the summer where they really get killed, 
and you give them a place to come and be happy and enjoy themselves and watch some basketball, that that's that's major. Now, now, I'm not a native New Yorker, so why didn't that game happen again? What happened? Blackout. The it was the blackout. 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 Okay. blackout. It's a movie about it. Go look up Blackout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, luck of that. They tried to get lights in front of 4040. It was like, let's play in front of 4040. So, like, they tried everything, everything to get that game on, yeah. but it, it couldn't happen. No, nah, I feel like the white man did that. Lights didn't wouldn't just automatically go out all the whole of a sudden. City. That's the random as hell. He's just the white man. Trump wasn't around then, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you think New York is, is like that anymore? You know, growing up in New York, it was fun. It was a lot mm-hmm. to do, whether it was Grant's Tomb or the Rucker. Mm. Or, it was so much going on. Because they kill people. Because they kill people. That's your answer. So when you have the, <laughs> when you have the ASAP Yams in memory party and it's the biggest riot you ever seen in your life, if we turned around, people ask me all the time, why you don't go to the Bronx and do Fat Joe Day? Because they kill people. <laughs> They'll be shooting little girls by the Pidawa machine and all that. Yo, Unfortunately, it. it's bad people who, who, who want to come out mm-hmm. and do that type of thing. I never understood that, man, mm-hmm. when we celebrate peace. I mean, I think it was Miami. I don't want to quote it like that. Shout out to Miami. But I remember I, it was Martin Luther King Day, and they did like a something in a picnic, and they were shooting people yeah. out there. Like, come on, Martin Luther King Day? Right. You think it's a youth thing? Because I think about when y'all did the Chris Lighty performance, you and 50 pieced it up. Y'all wouldn't even think about it. It is a youth thing. Yeah. But we were youth, too. But we wasn't crazy enough. It's a different time, man. It's just a, it's just a different time. And we, you just got to think things through. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If you're doing something celebrating somebody's death, you're doing something, you know, somebody Martin Luther King Day, bro, the most nonviolent American in the world. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. they, 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 they put dogs on Martin Luther King. They put him in jail a hundred times. They wind up killing Martin Luther King. They're giving him a holiday. It's crazy, B. But this guy was always preaching nonviolence. And you go on a Martin Luther King Day and shoot some people? Come on. Man. So Dre, did you feel you good think- to see oh. your um, music being so inspirational? Like, I saw you posted in church. They're doing all the way up in church. It yeah. has to feel good that you make songs that people look at as, like, anthems for being up. Man, it's it's an honor, man. We make, we make music for everybody. You got to understand, music is a universal language. You know, we... we, we we go to places we never thought we could go. Djibouti, Africa. You ever heard of Djibouti, Africa? No. Djibouti, Africa. Okay, Djibouti, Africa. Sounds intriguing. That's not like a place Diddy yeah. would say he's been on drink camps. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Damn, Daddy, you been in Djibouti, Africa? That's a fully. Um, nah, but I'm just saying, man, we, 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 you know, my music got me all across the world. I never believed I would be there. And, uh, it affects people in different ways, man. And, uh, that's all we do. We try to inspire. Our next single after this Pick It Up, which Pick It Up going number one, but our next single, boy, is going to inspire the men like you've never oh, inspired yeah. men uh, before in your yeah. life. So is this the Melanin Magic record for the guys? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah this is Melanin Magic. Okay, okay. Got you, oh, no. Got you, got you. Uh, for a fact, man, I, I mean, <laughs> y'all going... <laughs> It's gonna be a serious one, guys. All right, you know what I mean. When's it coming? When's the album drop? Well, the album don't don't drop to maybe like spring. Okay, okay. We gonna let pick it up, do what it do. You know what I'm saying? And um, hopefully your wife starts talking to you again soon. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard out here, man. It's hard. I'm telling you, it's hard out here, man. You know what I mean? But you know, it is what it is, man. I love making a certain kind of music. There's nothing I can do about it. But we thank y'all for joining us. Nah, I appreciate it. Fat Joe Dre. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
Yes, crew. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, <laughs> Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Today is Take Your Friend to Work Day. Yes, we have uh, my friend Janae from Bossip for Take Your Friend to Work Day. Hey, hey Janae. Hello. What up, Janae? Drop on a clues bomb for Janae, damn it. We just made that holiday up, Take Your Friend to Work Day. Yes, Bossip. Take Your Friend to Work Day. Mm-hmm. Why not? Where do all these other holidays come from? I don't know. People make them up. Well, they're all more relevant than Jay Holiday. I knew you were going to say that. Let's get the rumors. <laughs> Let's talk. Monique! This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, speaking of donkey of the day, apparently Monique heard Charlemagne's donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. And she had some things to say on her live stream. Here's what she had to say about Charlemagne. When it comes to Brother Charlemagne the God, when I heard him call me donkey of the day, see, this is the same brother that got on the elevator at the Monique show and was very respectful. As we were joking, I said, baby, give your mama a hug from me, cause she raised you right. And that baby looked at me and said, yes, ma'am. And we had a beautiful moment. So to hear this young man call me a donkey of the day, I would say to him, why do you have so much hatred? Towards black women. Jesus Christ. Oh my goodness. Goodness, goodness gracious, Charlotte. That, that story Monique is telling is from 2007. So you were at a Monique show. I was not at Monique show. And you show. over here giving her well, can, I, can I, can I, that, I was not mm-hmm, at a Monique mm-hmm, show, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, it's funny that she remembers that, though. That's when I was working at WBLS in New York with Wendy Williams, and it was her and another sister on the elevator. But I just understand how you can say I was nice and respectful and give regard to my mom, but then the sharp turn is, I hate black women. You don't like just black because women. I gave you donkey today? Mm-hmm. How does that work? All right. I, well, I gave Jay Holiday donkey of the day let's yesterday. Let's finish the rumor. And you Does that like mean I hate men. irrelevant R&B singers? <laughs> you hate black men, too. <laughs> All right. Jesus well, Christ. well, 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 well. Here is Monique defending her relevance because she says that she has gotten so many nominations and she is the most, uh, what is it? What was the title she gave herself? Most decorated comedian Most decorated alive. comedian alive. And when you have people that say about our relevance... See, there was a woman named Moms Mabley. I don't want y'all to forget her. They spoke about her brilliance. They spoke about all that she gave to the world of comedy and to the world at large. They spoke about this woman, how she was just a genius. But what they didn't speak about is she died broke. Not because she squandered her money. See, they'll make y'all believe we just, we dumb niggas. And these niggas don't know what they're doing with their money and see how long. No, it's just that we don't get the monies we're due. Man, this don't have nothing to do with brilliance. It's got to do with business. I don't think Amy Schumer is brilliant at all. I don't think she's funny at all. But to sit here and act like she didn't have a 50-city world tour that was selling out and to act like she didn't have a $141 million movie and train wreck, that, come on, bro. It's drawing and, and power. And Kevin Hart's yes. doing excellent, come and on, he's getting man. the money that he's due. Come on, man. This is business. This ain't got nothing to do with brilliance. Now, I'm not going to lie. They, uh, they, they definitely undercut Monique, but you Tiffany have to negotiate. Tiffany Haddish is doing really well. Yeah, you have to is. negotiate. Right now, she's getting all kinds of great offers that she, she deserves. All right, well, she also had something to say about the other brother and sister on this show. <laughs> when you hear my sister saying, are you out your f-ing mind? She's only worth $2 million. And that's our sister from The Breakfast Club. I'm not sure of her name, so I don't want to say it because I don't want to say it wrong. But she's on with Charlemagne and the other brother. Charlemagne and the, the Dominican brother. She didn't say Dominican <laughs> she brother. Did. She yes, said she Charlemagne did. and the other yes, brother. She did. Now, I, <laughs> she didn't say did. Dominican brother. Now, let's flash back to what was actually said on The Breakfast Club by this sister and the other brother. And I do feel like if you think it's low, then somebody has to negotiate or you can always turn the deal down. And I do feel like 500000 was a low number. How much would you, would you have given Monique in 2018? I mean, in comparison, maybe I would have given her $2 million. All right. 
I'm not a Netflix executive, but I don't think I said it <laughs> as harshly as she said I said it. Listen, I have, I have nothing but love and respect for Monique, but when it comes to this Netflix situation, my whole opinion on that situation is based strictly on analytics. Nothing more, nothing less. If you can't understand why Amy Schumer got more money than Monique, then you simply don't understand business. Right, and period. just one last thing, you don't have to take the deal. Not at all. If you have people that are also going to be doing a bidding war for you, you can go to HBO. There's a, all kinds of other outlets. You can go to Showtime. You can do a special on Amazon. Well, you can I, do- I actually said that during Donkey today. I'm like, I never told her to take the $500,000. Right. If you feel like you're worth more, then you go somewhere else and Correct. get more. But if everybody else is giving you around that same price point, are you going to scream race and gender bias everywhere you go? That's I, all I'm saying. Yeah, I think the main thing is, you know, put in the work of doing a whole entire nationwide tour, get it up, produce it yourself maybe and sell it, and you'll right. get more money if you do that. I want it's already her to get, packaged and ready to go. I want her to get Joe what Coy she's worth. Joe Coy did that. Absolutely, but she has to negotiate it, and if they are low-bidding, low-blowing, or low-bidding her, I should say, you know, go somewhere else. How about, how about don't ask the white man for nothing? How about set up a, a 10, 15-city theater, theater tour mm-hmm. and sell it out? And then, you know, your value goes up in the eyes of those people like that. Absolutely right. And if not, who cares? You still got the coin. Right. From the arena tour, the theater tour, whatever you want to do. You know what? Start your own digital streaming service and produce it yourself and put it on there and get millions. God damn. Yeah. yeah, you're right, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> you streaming now. Damn, me. All right. Jesus Christ. All right. This brother and sister will support it. There you go. All right, I'm Angela Yee. That's your rumor report. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, what a morning. Charlamagne! Yes. Who are you giving that down? I'm still un- trying to understand the fact how I go from having manners and being so respectful to somebody, but then the sharp turn is I hate black women. But whatever. Uh, Steven Ramirez needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. Ramirez. Is he yes. Puerto Rican or Dominican? Leave me alone. <laughs> All right. Leave me alone. Well, he's I, not a know, black. He's definitely not a I black woman. All right. You know I don't know. Girl, you know right. it's true. <laughs> All right. Donkey the Day's up next. is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. You get donkey of the day. You you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day. You you dumb ass. You are a donkey. I'm a fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They waiting for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. You had to make the judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yes. It's the Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Yes, donkey of the day for Thursday, January 25th goes to a 33-year-old man named Steven Ramirez. Now, Steven Ramirez is a former Burger King employee. Do not judge this man for being 33 years old and working at Burger King, okay? That man is out here making an honest living, and that's all that matters, all right? I respect a hardworking individual, and this man, Steven Ramirez, is a hard worker. In fact, he worked so hard at Burger King that he wanted more hours. Now, do you know how dedicated you have to be to a job to want more hours in January? Okay, people want more hours around the holidays. Kids want more hours around prom time or even the summer because they need money to go back to school. But for a 33-year-old man to want more hours in January? God bless his heart. Okay? Well, apparently Steve, oh, Sean Ramirez. No, Stephen Ramirez. Yeah, Sean, Stephen Ramirez got denied. What's his name? Stephen. (laughs) Okay. Stephen Ramirez got denied when he asked for more hours, so he decided to show up to work and ask for more hours in an aggressive manner. Let's go to KTNV 13 Action News for the report, please. Police have arrested this man, Stephen Ramirez, for allegedly threatening to shoot up a Burger King. According to investigators, Stephen Ramirez walked into this Burger King demanding more work hours. Police saying he threatened the manager, even saying he would shoot up the place. Immediately, that manager called 911. Ramirez was later found carrying a semi-automatic gun, 30-round magazine, more than a dozen bullets, and a machete. 
This is a teachable moment, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is not the way to ask for anything ever, okay, especially more hours. Uh, if Monique is not running up in Netflix with a pistol and a machete, then you, Steven Ramirez, can't run up in Burger King with a pistol and a machete, okay? My brother, it's not that serious. Now, I know you're hearing this story and you're thinking, wow, what a donkey. But not only is Steven Ramirez getting donkey of the day for running up in Burger King with a pistol and a machete and demanding more hours, he's getting donkey of the day for thinking this was going to work. What made you think you was going to run up on your manager, pull a gun on him, demand more hours, and he was just going to say, you know what, you're right, and just put you on fries the next day like it's all good? Okay, Stephen Ramirez, you took the Burger King slogan, have it your way, way too serious. Let's read the slogan, why don't we? Uh, the Burger King slogan reads, you have the right to have what you want exactly when you want it. That doesn't mean I was Burger King employees. Let me continue. Uh, because on the menu of life, you are today's special and tomorrow's and the day after that. And well, you get to drift. Yes, that's right. We may be the king, but you, my friend, are the almighty ruler. See, clearly Stephen Ramirez loved working at Burger King too much and clearly he took that Have It Your Way model to heart and now he's being held at Clark County Detention Center on charges of carrying a concealed weapon without permit, carrying a concealed machete with a permit and owning possession and owning possessing a gun by a prohibited person. This is what happens when you attempt to have it your way, and that way is the ski mask way. Have it your way, have it your way, have it your way at Burger King. Oh, good. Give Stephen Ramirez the biggest hee-haw, please. Jeez. I just don't think why I just don't understand why he thought that was gonna work. I don't either. Like that's it, that's not gonna work. You're not gonna pull a gun on somebody and they're gonna you know say you know what cool. Be, be, you get more you get ten more hours this week. See you tomorrow. Nah, not gonna happen. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. Up next, ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you got a question for Yee, you can call her right now. She'll help you out with all your problems, your relationship advice, and all that. Again, 800-585-1051. Hit her up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was Notorious B.I.G. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now it's time for Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. We have Day Day on the line. Day Day, what's your question for you? Listen, I was in a four-plus relationship. We broke up. After two weeks, she called me talking about it's over. So I'm like, what? So I'm like, all right. So now, mind you, I take care of her daughter. Mm-hmm. So, like, I still want to take care of her daughter at the end of the day, but she's giving me a hard time seeing her. Like, I don't care who she's with, but my whole thing is she call me for convenience for her. Like, I'll be texting her, like, let me talk to my daughter. She won't text me back until she's outside going to the store or either when she's taking her son to the doctor. So I'm like, why you not let me talk to my daughter? She always got an excuse for everything. Like, at the end of the day, like, I've been through a lot with this girl. Like, my family take care of little baby. I do. Like, I love the little girl. But she's giving me a hard time. And today's my birthday, so she uh. didn't call me yesterday. She didn't call me yesterday, but she's going to call me early this morning, like 5 o'clock, texting me, asking me for money on my birthday today. Now, a couple of things here. Day Day, let me ask you. So this is both of your child? This is your son also, or it's her son, but you raised, helped raise her son? Like, Oh, she got a son and a daughter, but I'm more in the daughter's life because the way how the son acts, I don't like disrespectful kids. So I kind of fall back from that, you know what I'm saying? 
So I started doing more for the little girl because I was doing a lot for him too. But then I seen how he acts. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take care of the daughter because she always tell me like, don't worry about him. Just do for the little girl. Okay, so, so but these these are her kids. They're not your kids legally. Yeah, right. I got a relationship with the little girl. Like, the little girl only know me. Like, I take care of her. Like, I'm in her life. You know what? Like, it's really hard. And I've been in situations where I've dated somebody for years who had a kid. And when you break up, you kind of break up with the whole family if you're not tied to them in that way. Unless that was your child. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. really up to her what she decides. If she decides, look, you can't be around my child, there's nothing nothing you can really do about that. No, she's not telling me I can't be around a little girl. Mm-hmm. She's just, she, she calling me like, she's calling me when she want to call me to speak to the little girl. Oh, she, Jada, it, like, sound, it sounds to me like she's moved on. She's with somebody else. You might need to just make this a cleaner break than you have because it's too messy and it feels like it's not going to get better. It'll only get worse. So don't take care of the little baby. So just forget about that. I mean, if she's with somebody else and she's kind of letting you do things in her own time, it's a difficult decision to make. But I do feel that the easiest thing to do when you break up with somebody is, yes, like there's no reason for you to be in that child's life anymore. Now, if that child was older and had a cell phone mm-hmm. and you guys were in communication now and then and you checked in and, you know, maybe sent a card or a present on birthdays, I think that's fine. But I don't think it should be a constant thing because that's probably even harder for a kid and more confusing. Because the only one get hurt is a little baby because the little baby loves me. But, like, it's like when she do call me and say I'm at work and I can't talk to her, she'll tell a baby, your daddy don't love you or your daddy busy. Like, she do stupid stuff like that. Who does that? Right. I love the baby. The baby know that, but she just should be doing stuff like that. Like, I want to be the like, baby. It seems like, like she's like, manipulating the situation to try to keep mm-hmm. you around enough to get things out of you mm-hmm. and using that child as a way to manipulate it. And I think it's really important for you now to just cut ties. Because if y'all are not okay. going to be together, then there's no reason for this to continue on the way that it is. It doesn't seem like it'll be beneficial in the end to end. Anyone. You're right. All right. So, all right. No problem, Data. Good luck to you, man. Check back in with us. But I think it's important for you to just get on with your own life and let that family get on with their life. Let her get on with her life and not keep using you. You're right. And today's my B day. Well, happy Bye. birthday. Capricorn's in the house because I'm a Capricorn also. You're you know You're how we do. We're, we're very practical. You're it gives it give, um, Charlamagne the heat on for me all day. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, baby? All right, mama. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you got a question for Yee, call her now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Yeah, what's up? What's up, Envy? My fault, this is Jay. Jay, what's up, man? What's your question for you, bro? Yeah, uh, I'm in kind of a tight situation. All right, so basically, oh I got caught cheating or whatever on my, uh, on my fiance. It Congratulations. Was, uh, and the thing about it is, so the, the the side chick boyfriend, she reaches out, he reaches out to my girl, mm. and I guess I don't want to know if I want to, like, telling on me or something like that. I mean, who does that? You the know side chick's boyfriend does that? He's hurt. I mean, of course he's hurt, but I mean, I think that's 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 like a that's like breaking a real guy code. Like, you sir, you. is 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 that your friend or <laughs> he something? He's cheating on his with his girl. No, I don't even. The, I don't even know his dude. I know his girlfriend. We, you know, said so we worked together. We well, girlfriend. clearly you know his girlfriend. You were cheating with her. You put your penis in his girlfriend. Sir, your anger is mister yeah. Your anger is misdirected. You're mad that you got caught cheating and that the person who you cheated with's boyfriend told. How are you mad about that? Your anger is very misdirected. You know who you should be mad at? Who I should be mad at? Tell Yourself. Me. Well, 
I, you know, I, I am mad at myself. I'm disappointed in myself. I mean, the thing about it is what I don't understand is me and my girl, we talked about it, and we were trying to get through it. But somehow or another, this dude out of the blue, the cheating gods, come out and call my girl and try to confirm, yeah, he's been texting her, he's been asking for hugs, he's been telling her he loves her. Like, damn, why, why does that matter to you? Well, is that, that is that factual? No, it's not factual. Par- partial factual. I may have been, my, the thing with me was, it wasn't like I was really cheating on her. Sounds like cheating to me, bad. sir. I feel like it wasn't cheating. I was just in too deep before I could have backed out of I was. How, I don't understand how that's <laughs> not cheating. So you're still even not telling us that you slept with somebody else, you tasted her, you did all this stuff, but you yeah, don't you. think you cheated? No. <laughs> Well, there's your problem there. That's why your girl can't move forward with you because you won't even admit that you did anything wrong. Well, let me ask you this though. Let me ask you this. Should, should you admit, should you admit? Is it is it almost? She already knows. She knows, man. The dude already told You got told caught. Her. Just let it all go, man. Just be honest, man. You still holding on to the fact that you didn't cheat, but the fact is you did cheat. You know how disrespectful it is when we caught you, know you did something, and you trying to deny it. If you ain't catch me butt naked in the pool, pool, it never happened. The man called him. He lying. (laughs) Gonna believe this scorned ass Negro calling you. Who is this guy trying to ruin our relationship? He's a side chick's man. Okay, so you have a side chick, but you're not cheating. So what is the definition of side chick? A chick that's standing by your side. (laughs) Yo, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) You better not listen to Charlemagne. Actually, my fiance is sitting right next to me. Can I? Can I talk? Can I talk to her? Oh, sure. Hello. Hey, what's up, hon? Hey, how you doing? So, let me ask you this. Did your fiancé cheat on you because he says he didn't? Yeah, he cheated, and he got caught, and he he don't know how to cheat. So, <laughs> I, I found messages in his phone, but it was, the girl was acting like she was a boy, but it was really a girl the whole time. Oh, he gay. And, no, 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 he not gay. It was a girl, but what she was doing to throw me off so I wouldn't know it was a girl calling his phone. So, she, she was, was with it. She like, was, yeah. Like, if she was a like Did you that, see so. the girl? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I didn't her. So you know he cheated, but he still won't tell you that he cheated. Right. What do you need for, to happen for you to even consider continuing with this relationship? I need him to be completely honest, but I, right now, I, I can't see it right now. I can't right. even see continue because he's such a liar. It's so disrespectful. Now, you got caught doing something. You. you can't even have any remorse if you're not even going to admit you did anything wrong. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then he he trying to tell y'all, but he he still haven't admitted that he um he, that he had sex with the girl. Put him back on the phone for a second. Man, listen, baby, I want you to teach him how to cheat. Go get you some penis. Tell him five years later. Yeah, hello. Yeah. Now what? If, let me ask you this: What if she did that to you? Absolutely, I'd be heartbroken. But I. So I you don't think like that she's heartbroken right now? Yeah, I understand she's heartbroken right now. I apologize. It's like the more, the more. When are you going to stop lying, though, so that you can show that you're on the path to becoming a better person? You got to be honest, bro. It's not going to work because she doesn't believe you. So you got to be honest. How can I be with somebody that's lying to me, to my face? You don't even have my back. Be honest. All right, all right. I appreciate that. Let me hear you tell her. Nah, I wouldn't tell her right now. Boy, just in case boy, it don't go right. Hey, boy. Hey. Appreciate it, brother. Don't you do no. Like hey, that. you know better than that. You know better than that. Can you that, put it back man. on the phone one more time? See how he playing? Now, now, listen. Now, if now if, if y'all get off the phone and he decides to have a heart-to-heart and he tells you the truth and tells you what really happened, will you give him another chance? No, she don't know what she's going to do stop. yet. Ye, will you give she another? can't answer Ye, that. Stop. I can't answer that. She can't right, answer ye. that. 
Listen, if Beyonce can forgive Jay-Z, then you can forgive Jerome. Well, if Jay-Z can admit he did something wrong I mean, wrong Beyonce and, and Jay-Z is on a whole nother level. We know that, but I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't with the... I'm, don't that, don't I listen to that. that. Listen, I just told he you has to have did. an honest conversation, and you can't even consider moving forward until that happens, until he's ready to come clean and be honest with you, all bets are off. He sounds like a good guy with a great job and a good credit he score. He sounds like a damn liar, though. And he seems like he's he loves you and honest. <laughs> so you should, you know, just, just talk to him, have a nice conversation. But tell him he's just got to at least come clean and be honest, and you can't even determine anything. Until that happens, you don't even think you did anything wrong. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. I'm really good on him right now, though. That's how my mind thinking right now. So He's scared to lose you, so. He can't be honest, and I'm scared that I'm going to be just following in something that is going to be a continuous pattern. You know, pattern. Pattern. He might end up doing this again. Why do I got to tell you what you already know? All right, you guys, this is asking. Can y'all shut up? All <laughs> I need you to do is just keep us updated. I want to hear how this all turns out. I'm very interested, so we're going to revisit this. But you guys have this conversation right now, and tell them, stop the BS lying. I will. All right. Thank you. Good luck, Mama. Oh man. Tell Listen, guys, I love love. But Telling the truth ain't gonna change. I ain't a liar. If she not, if she don't, she clearly don't want to leave. She with him right now. And that's what I was saying. She know, she know everything that's going on, but she with him right now. But she. I know you doubt. did it. Just admit it. But it's still doubt. That's why. But he should just, just, just man There's up. There's no doubt. She saw the messages. Tell the truth. She saw the messages. All right. Ask ye. We got rumors on the way, ye. Yes, let's talk about Drake. He's breaking records, of course. You know how Drake is. We'll tell you what record he just broke. Also, Lil Wayne has new music out. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yo. Good morning. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Erica Badu. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club? All right. Well, Erica Badu recently did an interview with Vulture, and she talked about a lot of things. And one question that the interviewer asked her was her opinion on this larger discussion happening now. David Marchese, that was the interview with me. About whether we can separate the art from the artist. And he asked in particular about XXXTentacion or Fela or Louis C.K. or Bill Cosby or whomever. And Erica Badu answered, she said, I don't want to get scared into not thinking for myself. I weigh everything. Even what you just asked me, I would have to really think about it and know the facts in each of those situations before I make a judgment. Because I love Bill Cosby and I love what he's done for the world. But if he's sick, why would I be angry with him? The people who got hurt, I feel so bad for them. I want them to feel better too. But sick people do evil things. Hurt people hurt people. I know I could be crucified for saying that because I'm supposed to be on the purple team or the green team. I'm not trying to rebel against what everybody's saying, but maybe I want to measure it. Somebody will call me and ask me to come to a march because such and such got shot. In that situation, I want to know what really happened. I'm not going to jump up and go march just because I'm green and the person who got shot is green. The rush to get mad doesn't make sense to me. And then she goes on uh, to discuss a lot of other things, uh, including uh, the interviewer says that that's not something most of us are good at as far as uh, seeing all sides simultaneously. And she responds, we're not, and I'm okay with that. I'm also okay with anything I have to say about Louis Farrakhan. I'm not an anti-Semitic person. I don't even know what anti-Semitic was before I was called it. I'm a humanist. I see good in everybody. I saw something good in Hitler. He says, come again. And she said, yeah, I did. Hitler was a wonderful painter. And he responds, no, he wasn't. And even if he was, what would his skill as a painter have to do with good in him? And then he said, okay, he was a, she says, okay, he was a terrible painter. But she goes on uh, to discuss these things. 
You have to read the whole article because it you is You have to really... read the article. First of all, that, er- that Erica Badu interview, and I think his name is David Marchese or David Marchese, but mm-hmm. I-, I thought it was amazing, and I can't believe that there's no video for that. She is brave to do a print interview in 2018. But I think y'all took a lot of that Erica Badu interview out of context, and I learned a lot from that interview. And if you actually read the interview, mm-hmm. you would under- understand the context of, of the things that she's saying. I actually want Erica to write a book. Her ideas of thinking for herself, not participating in group think, it was some jewels in there. Now, Erica, after this, has gotten a lot of backlash on social media, a lot of articles, and it's a lot of people just really kind of taking a snippet from the interview and not the whole thing in context of what she was saying. In other words, what everybody is taking is, I see good in everybody, I saw something good in Hitler, Hitler was a wonderful painter. But that's not really the gist of what it was that she was saying. Not even close. Right. And so she was on Twitter and she said, say what you must. Dialogue is cool. I invite it. But please do me a favor if you can. Black and Jewish Twitter, just don't use the word problematic anymore. Y'all using that too much. Oh, and read the article. Oh, I've been muted that off my timeline. You ain't got to worry about that word problematic. I hate it. Okay. Can't stand it. So she Problematic and woke. I hate those two words. She is using her own brain, as she said, on Twitter. Some of y'all so woke, y'all need some sleep because you're tired. When you're tired, you don't think straight. But yes, I encourage everybody to go ahead and read that article. It's interesting. And it's okay to debate with people and not agree with what they have to say. But when you just take a little clickbait line, it makes it a lot more difficult. Yeah, because there's a lot of jewels in that interview that y'all missing, man. All right, Drake, his God's Plan song has broken U.S., Spotify, and global Apple Music records. So congratulations to Drake for God's Plan doing all of that. It was time. We needed some Drake music. He broke this global record for the first day streams on Apple. So once again, Drake is out here, puts out a song, and breaks all kinds of records. Now, Lil Wayne has released a new song from his mixtape, from his new Dedication 6 Reloaded mixtape that's coming. And he has Joel Santana on it. It's a sped-up version of Hail Mary, Tupac. And check it out. It's called Bloody Mary. Suicide is a suicide. Tell him seeking you a fine, cause I'ma lose my mind. Kick like in the ass, then give him my shoes to shine. Do or die. I come from where we used to crime. The ooze and nine. More important than school supplies. The booze is dry. My nickings and the food is fried. The news is lies. The pigeons is to spook the fly. The rules denied. All the toughest goons is mine. That's tunchy slime. They kill you and go do the time. We unify. I like Lil Wayne like that. Yeah, I gotta Sounds go listen good. to that one. That was I like right. easy like that. And you guys like Family Feud too. Right? Yeah. Well, no, I I, I like That's Drake's right. part in Family Feud. I like Family Feud. That's right. I really like God's Plan, though. God's Plan is really dope. Yeah. I, I've been working out to that record. And um, Wayne sounds dope there. I'm going to go check that Wayne record no out. No order to him. No sample just I just heard. Rapping. And some new music also. Snoop Dogg has a new album coming out, and he's doing Snoop Dogg Presents the Bible of Love. So it's going to be a gospel album, and he's going to be performing at the 19th annual Super Bowl gospel celebration <laughs> that's going to be happening, <laughs> hey, which man. is also going to be hosted by... Yvonne Orji from Insecure and Pastor John Gray. They're hosting that event. That's where Russell Wilson is going to get the first ever Faith in Action Award. And Larry Fitzgerald is going to get the Lifetime of Inspiration Award. So, yes, Snoop is doing the Bible of Love. <laughs> Drop on the clues bombs with Snoop Dogg. Then. There's nothing Snoop Dogg can't do. Snoop Dogg rap name should have been Chameleon there. Because he can, he can blend in anywhere. He did country. He did uh, reggae. Jamaican, reggae, West Indian music. He did regular music and now regular music. gospel. <laughs> All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, uh, and that's your rumor report. We covered a lot today. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. And uh, shout to Revolt. Revolt, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, you know, today is Alicia Keys' birthday. So let's start the mix off with some Alicia Keys. Let me know your favorite Alicia Keys joints. We'll get on some Alicia Keys music. So happy birthday to Alicia Keys, and shout to the homie Swizzy, all right? Let's get the mix popping at DJ Envy. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.